Yeah, David? Do you want to go back? Back where? Back to the best. Back to the best? Back, back to, to the, the best. best. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Back to the Best. I'm David. And I'm Grace, and this is our podcast where we talk about all the best things from the 90s to the 2000s, which is also known as the best times. To all our first-time listeners, welcome, and to all our former besties returning. Welcome back to Back to the Best. We're so happy that you're here. And if you read the title, you may be a little confused because, yes, we are a podcast about the 90s to the 2000s, but sometimes we give or take. Sometimes we give or take. Sometimes we're off by a little bit, but that's okay. This one, we're both because we're very on brand. But we do go back a little further this time. Well, usually when we have a guest on, we'll ask them about more than one thing, but there might Mm -hmm. be one show or one movie that really stands out for the podcast and for our genre and what we talk about. But sometimes there are just things that fall a little before or a little after. And who are we to omit that? Never. We welcome, we welcome them all, really. We just, we welcome them all. We just love the 90s and 2000s. That's pretty uh, much it. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, how are you? How's your week? How's your weekend? What'd you do? Oh my gosh. I'm good. I'm it's very hot in LA today. Very yeah, where hot. The, where, where the H E double hockey sticks did this come I from? I know I put sunscreen on for the, for the first time, even though I know you should wear SPF all the time, especially mm-hmm. if you live in a sunny place like us. Yeah, we got to moisturize too. We've got to, I know. Actually, you see the sunscreen that I use is, I think it's Neutrogena. No, not Neutrogena. What brand is it? But it's like a moisturizer and sunscreen. Oh, that's nice. It's really nice. Um, anyway, I went for a walk today because it was beautiful out, but my weekend was good. Um, I had a big week at work this week. So this weekend was just kind of like getting the rest. And I went for a hike, saw a few friends. And then Monday, one of our favorite days, which you'll tell everybody why, but Monday and Tuesday, I'd had 14 hour work days, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> which sure was a lot. I got 11 PM voice memos from I you know. on Monday and Tuesday, <laughs> especially Monday. And you'll tell them why Monday is very special, but <laughs> Yes, I had a wonderful time, but there was just something about it that upset me and David will share. And then I will share why it's just rude that I wasn't around on Monday. Take it away. You know, (laughs) you know, (laughs) something that we all have to deal with in life is um, getting older, (laughs) aging, just age. Aging is a part of life, a wonderful part of life. And I left my twenties behind. They're gone. They're gone. Where that did they is go? a really weird thought. Do you remember going from 19 to 20? Do you remember entering your twenties and did you feel weird leaving your teens? I don't think so. I don't think I felt weird. I do remember feeling like that was really old at the time. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. thinking, oh my gosh, I'm 20. That just sounded really old. Yeah. You're 30 flirty and thriving, 30 flirty and thriving. (laughs) We're doing great. We're doing, started off with a real, real bang. I was supposed to fly to uh, Illinois and the snow said, no, you guys, David has been trying to fly home to visit his sweet mother and his amazing family three times now. This was my third flight I've had that we've um, canceled, which shout out to Southwest for making it very easy (laughs) to cancel and keep a credit. They understand this is not sponsored by Southwest, but we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. 
because yeah. man, first, the cancellations. First two, first two were COVID cancellations. This one was a snow cancellation. Yes. You, it was really, uh, it wasn't, it was a last minute decision to contact Southwest. You had been thinking about it. I think you always knew it was going to snow, but you kind of decided yeah. that day. That day. I, yeah, we were ready to go. That's so, it's so sad because you had it all put your mom at a cake. I know. I think, she was able, I, I think she was able to cancel the cake. Oh, thank God. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but so how was your birthday anyway, even though that didn't work out, did you still have a good day? I, it was great. Um, I got my free Starbucks first thing. First thing. Okay. I, okay, I have a question about that. Can you sure. get anything? Like, it doesn't matter what size you get. Do they have a limit on anything? with your free Starbucks. I think, I mean, I got a venti upside down caramel macchiato iced. Okay. So when it's, I don't drink coffee, so I always have questions yeah, upside sure. down. What is that? How, okay, how see, is it upside I just, down? I just learned about this too. So like basically like any kind of drink, let's say you get a drink where they usually pour like the milk in first, then espresso or whatever coffee you yeah. can have them do it the opposite way. So like if you want oh. the coffee first and then like whatever, like milk and caramel pour it in afters, then that way it like blends better together in my opinion. Oh, okay. I thought maybe they like shook it up upside down. No, I like wish. Flipped it. They give it to you upside down. And it's it pretty, it's, 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 it's a tough call because <laughs> this is what I think everybody tuned in to listen about. Yes. It's a did. tough call because it looks prettier the normal way, but in my opinion, tastes better the other way. Oh, you know, that happens with some things. Sometimes the messiest looking food and maybe the food that's the messiest to eat tastes the most delicious. And I hope you guys take that away. <laughs> I hope you guys get that printed on a t-shirt. <laughs> okay. With just a picture of the Matilda cake. Oh my God. Oh my God. I feel sick every time I watch that. I know. What a scene. And it's a lot of cake. Great movie though. Great so movie. Cake. So good. I know. But <laughs> um, so. But yeah, then... Um, then just went to an arcade in Burbank and uh, rented a karaoke room and oh, just sang so my heart fun. out. See, I always, did you like, were you raspy the next day? I lose my voice all the time when after, I sing karaoke. After I was, after I was just like, you know, everybody obviously took turns. This wasn't just me inviting people. to. <laughs> Hi everyone. Please come just sit down, take a seat. <laughs> you have a full lineup. <laughs> but even after I was just like, my God, how do singers do this every night? I'm telling you, it's an instrument. Your voice is an instrument. It is. <laughs> I wish everybody could see the way that you're nodding. <laughs> like I'm like, I'm a voice specialist and I'm teaching everyone. It is an instrument, boys and girls. Speaking of voice specialists, mm -hmm. we have a great voice actor on today. We do. I, for see, some reason. <laughs> see what happened there. Guys, how was that transition? <laughs> we need to somehow hear feedback on our transitions. I don't think, because I don't think we were done talking about like things, but I just couldn't pass up that transition. No, it's okay. We are working on our transitions every single day. And that was a beautiful one. We should somehow make like an Instagram poll and be like, did you guys like the transitions <laughs> in the last episodes? <laughs> Which ones did you like? <laughs> What's your favorite BTTP transition yet? Oh my gosh. No, we're this week's episode. You will see it in the title, but in this week's episode, we are joined by Philip Glasser, who has so much knowledge on working mm -hmm. in voiceover because he started when he was a child. Yeah. How old did he say? Five? Five or six. Yeah. Five or six. Yeah. He played Fievel in An American Tale and obviously in the sequel, An American Tale, Fievel Goes West, and then the spinoff <laughs> TV show as well and the video game. We also had a long discussion 
about the Oakwood Apartments, which if you haven't heard of them, you will find out really all you need to know in the mm-hmm. first 10 minutes of the episode, but David and I have both lived in them. Mm-hmm. Philip had lived in them. They are actually not called the Oakwoods anymore, but no. everyone will just always know it as the Oakwoods. And there's a, there's a lot to unpack about the Oakwoods. So we hope you enjoy that part. Yeah. And we'll let, we'll save the list for when you actually listen to the interview. He's been in uh, every single one of our favorite sitcoms. So many great things. Should we just get to it? Yeah, I think let's get to it. Oh, also happy birthday to you. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we talked about your birthday, but didn't wish you a happy birthday. And everyone joined me in wishing you a happy birthday. You, you wish you every year. We are going to get to the interview in a second, but every year Grace wishes me the happy birthday more than anyone I know. Oh my God. I'm sorry. That's probably so annoying. No, it makes my whole year. Oh my God. I'll never stop. Never stop. Cause I couldn't be with you. You rock. Don't ever change. (laughs) I couldn't be with you on your birthday this year. So I was like, I'm going to do it more than ever. We're going to make up for it. We have a date coming up and we'll tell you guys about our date when we plan it. We do. Okay. Anyway, here, (laughs) sorry, here comes the wonderful, amazingly talented Philip Glasser. Hey, how you doing? Hey, good. How are you? What's going on? Oh, so, so tell, I mean, listen, I, I've seen a lot of stuff from your show. A lot of, I, I saw you had Mars on Mars. Then's a buddy of mine. He lives out here. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. We've done a lot of shows together. We, we knew each other when we were like teenagers. Oh, really? And we hadn't seen each other in years. And we had the same agent for like uh, personal appearances, like comic cons. Oh, sure. Oh, nice. And uh, we literally were at one together and it was awesome. We hung the whole weekend we talked about like, you know, I, like I literally hadn't seen him since he was on step by step and I was on another show and like, Oh, wow. To hang out. And, uh, he's a good dude. So it was nice to catch up with him. Was that whenever you were on hang time or was that a different show? Um, I think step by step was before because step by step was like early nineties. I right. did hang time like mid nineties. Okay. I, I did a little bit of full house. Uh, so yeah. I've been right after that. I don't remember. It might've been Sabrina, the teen witch, the first season. I did a few episodes of that. Um, that I saw and I can't really remember but it's just kind of that vibe like you know you audition and you see the same people like if, sure. you, if you work consistently like I see Mars in auditions all the time yeah, yeah. we weren't the blonde hair blue eye uh you know boy next door they were uh, at least <laughs> I wasn't he's way more handsome than I oh, <laughs> uh, you know we were char- we call it character actors we played like different characters and different things like that so I'd see him and a lot of the guys at the same auditions and we still talk today, but we, you know, a lot of us used to live in an apartment complex in uh, Burbank called the Oakwoods. I oh, lived there. Yes, we both <laughs> lived there. So that was my first uh, sort of soiree into uh, Los Angeles when I, you know, left my parents' house. I uh, I lived there. Actually, I, went, I did a little bit. I tried to do college for about 15 minutes. So it worked out pretty solid. Uh, stay in school, everybody. I, uh, I was, I, that was on hang time. And then I was trying to do UCLA at the same time. That was a little, that was a, a lot. Gosh, I a bet. Lot so I left there and I moved into the Oakwoods and I lived there for a couple of years. I had two sets of roommates and uh, it was pretty fun. It was, I would call it young Hollywood at its finest. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the documentary I've about the Oakwoods? It. I've heard about it, but they did it like way after the fact. Like mm-hmm. when I was there, like, you know, it was a whole different, ball game so my first year I lived there I lived with a guy named Kai Erickson 
who was the kid in the commish, if you remember that show. And then this other guy named Chad Todd Hunter, which I think he married Sybil Shepherd's daughter. Uh, I don't know. And then my second year was my, was my, probably my, my second experience. I lived with uh, another Canadian actor named Stu Stone or Stuart Stone. Okay. Who, uh, you probably know him from like Donnie Darko. He's the voice of Ralphie in the Magic School Bus. Oh, uh, oh I, I love, love the Magic, Magic School, School Bus. bus. <laughs> uh, he's, he'd be up for time, but he was like Jake Gyllenhaal's best friend of Donnie Darko. You'd recognize him. Yeah, oh, I lo- yeah. also love Donnie Darko. He came back and had that show with Jamie Kennedy about being rappers called Blown Up. Uh, and they did like that rap song with Bob Saget and all that stuff. Wow. Like, oh, wow. Um, and then our other roommate was Devin Sawa. So, oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Three of us literally shared a studio apartment. Oh <laughs> a studio. Gosh. I was going to say one bedroom, two bedroom. No, no. It, it was like two grand a month back then. This it was, was, like, yeah, it was it's so, so dumb. To stay there. Oh, it's so dumb. It's so expensive. So we, we literally, I think Stuart and I lived in the bed, Devin had the couch. I mean, they literally, we were like 18 years old. Wow. Yeah. Devin and Stuart just moved from Canada to, uh, to Los Angeles. Did they have the like free breakfast every weekend when you guys lived there? There wasn't free breakfast. I remember there was two clubhouses and one mm-hmm. of them had like a mini market. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there was pools and then one of them had a movie theater. Yeah. I never one used the movie clubhouse. theater, but yeah, it was there. Yeah. I remember they had this free breakfast and I mean, guess this is the stereotype. You just felt like there was child actors everywhere, like little kids oh, and their yeah. parents just love in that free breakfast free i think portos. that's what's part of the documentary oh see i see that must have been after like in the 90s it was you know i, I won't list names but i'm telling you everyone who was anyone lived was there, there. Yeah. uh you know some of the bigger stars biggest stars on this planet were there do it. their feet wet you know uh you know and you know it was just it was the place to you came out you had a show uh, that's where you, the, the studio would put you up the first season or if you were just auditioning for pilot season. Okay. But, yeah. I mean, there was all sorts of kids there. We all just hung out. We're all friends because it was like, it was a little city. So the parents felt pretty safe to let the kids hang out because there was nowhere you could go. But sure. we actually had our own apartment. So <laughs> that's, we, yeah. We, we seemed to be a place to hang out. You know? <laughs> that's yeah. great. We need to do an Oakwood episode. And just dive into all of it. I could get you some really funny guests for that. (laughs) Oh my God. If we reach back out, you know why. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's some really funny people that would do that. That's still, there's an Oakwood private chat room that still exists. Stop. uh, You know, with all sorts of people that are part of it. Um, Oh, that's great. That's hilarious. I mean, you have people that are like, one one of the guys that was there is a billionaire now. I mean, just literally, like literally worth over a billion dollars. That's wild. So it's so <laughs> random. Like as like the home improvement kids are there. Like Zachary Ty Bryan was there. Oh yeah. Uh, Pat Reno was another kid who was there. If you remember him, so he was there. I nice another guy. I still hang out. I still talk to Pat. He's another. Uh, oh, that's awesome. I'm trying to think who else was there. Golly, there was there was so many people. I can't even <laughs> remember. Like literally, it was that crazy. That's wild. <laughs> it's so wild. What a place. <laughs> yeah, we talked. Talked about. It. I'll be at like a comic con, and I was sitting with Elijah Wood. And I, we were we were different years at the Oakwoods, but he lived there too. We were talking. Everyone about- was there. I'm like that. Yeah, and then I remember the there. summer I lived there. Then they started filming. Like there was some show called We Are Men that then the pool would close down every like Monday through Friday for a month, mm-hmm. and they would be filming. <laughs> oh, I didn't know about there. that. Yeah, see, there was different. So if you live there year round. Not just uh-huh. pilot season. So pilot season was all actors and summers was the dance groups. 
So all oh. the like, dancers would come in from South Carolina to do these courses. Uh, and it was like two complete different crews because very few wow. people there year round. Most people yeah. have yeah. four months, shoot their show and leave. Get out. Month month. And then summer, you also had a lot of recording groups uh, that would record albums like Boys to Men, the Wu-Tang Clan. A lot of those guys were there. Wow. It's, it's not even called the Oakwoods anymore. It's, I think, is it it's, Ava? It's the, Ava? Yeah, Ava or Avalon or something? Yeah. yeah. They changed it. Uh, I'm always going to call it that though. It's, it, it, it's, it's everyone I've talked to that grew up in that generation at least knows about it, knows a story mm. about it or heard about it. Yeah. And or has seen a documentary. For some of us are trying to forget. It. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It has a it's place still where time. they, if my mom, anytime she comes to visit, it's cheaper than a hotel as long as you do a three night minimum at the Oakwoods. But what you say there, yeah. I didn't know because it was so expensive back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was yeah. like, I remember like 96, 95, it was $2,000 a month. That's crazy. That's yeah. Wild. I lived I like, oh. <laughs> I lived in a two bedroom, but there was four of us. So that was how we made it work. But well, one of the rooms had two beds though, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I remember. I remember the two bedroom model. Yes. <laughs> well, you just didn't think about it, right? You were young, whatever. Excited to be It was just there, a place yeah. to crash. The first year I lived there, I was 17. Like I literally wow. did. Uh, yeah. I graduated early uh, from school and I was working so much mm-hmm. that like, you know, it's made the most sense. You know, one of the yeah. other, my roommate was 18, so he could legally live there. Yeah. Oh, nice. He just wasn't on the lease the first year, then the second year I was. But, Did uh, you go to school for acting or producing? So I went, I mean, when I went to regular, for regular school, I just went to high school. I started at, a, at, I tried to do public school my whole life, but I literally luckily made 30 days a year. Most wow. Of was, you know, I was super blessed to be able to work a lot. And I started at five years old, you know, when this yeah. whole Bible game started. Yeah. I mean, I did that voice for almost 11 years. So. Wow. Do you did. remember any part of the audition process? Cause you were so young. You know, it, it, I've had that question before. I remember just literally putting myself on an audio cassette tape is what you did. And uh-huh. I had to like sing a song. I think I had to recite a poem and maybe say something. I liked or read something from a book. Uh huh. Um, and that was it. And then I did it again. They liked my voice, I guess. And then I think from that point, I don't know if I had a meeting or a phone call with Don Bluth and Steven Spielberg. And then I just got picked. And wow, you know, I didn't really know. Nobody did. Because if you kind of go back to the history of animation, like that movie kind of changed animation for what we know it today. And what I mean by that is, I think before American Tale came out in 86, like you know, the biggest box office was like $30 million. It was probably like mm-hmm. Snow White over all those years. Mm-hmm. And when American Tail came out, I want to say it made like $70 million in 1986. And people were like, whoa. Yeah. What is this thing? I mean, I think it was the worldwide numbers. Maybe it was even 80 million. And it was all of a sudden like explosive. Like people are like, this is massive. And you took, you know, obviously Steven Spielberg is one of the greatest. And Donald yeah. Trump, was like the king of animation. Yeah. Together. They put them together and they made this movie and it was also one of the early ones to have celebrities in it because you know celebrities mm. do voiceovers you had in that one you had madeline Kahn and amy irving and john cleese christopher Plummer, and of course dom deloise yeah people were like i think just in awe of all these stars i was just a kid but i was <laughs> yeah uh i was so excited and enamored by it all and it was 
super fun. We were talking about it at a Q&A uh, the last time we did a, a Comic-Con thing. And uh, they would video everything you did. So there'd be like a video recorder. And they did that to get, I guess, certain intonations of your face and things like that when they're animating. So oh, cool. It's like either, I don't know if it necessarily looks like you, but maybe the way you would say something. So that way really match the verbiage of the way you record it. That's really interesting. Yeah, it was unique at the time from what I was told. I don't know what animation was like before that, but uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Well, cause I guess today when you watch behind the scenes footage, they have all those, like they put the dots on everyone's yeah, face right. to get yeah. exactly. So for that to be so long ago and they were already starting to think about, okay, let's maybe see if we can make this animated character have the mouth movements or maybe the eyes as the yeah. actor. That's pretty yeah. advanced. I mean, this was like 1984 or 85 mm -hmm. when we started. So none of that was available. Yeah. <laughs> no? <laughs> like the VHS recorder and do it again. You know? Yeah. Like, hard since work. You were, since you were so young, would they just kind of like read you line by line at a session? Do you remember? I actually read already. Did so you? Okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't think that's the reason they cast me, but I read and they would put it on like a cardboard with like six or seven lines on a page. And a lot of times, and I, I know they didn't do this with every character, I recorded with a lot of the other actors. Oh, and, cool. You know, oh. I don't know if that's because they wanted to see uh, what I was like, you know, to record with other people. My understanding is not everybody got that. And maybe mm -hmm. it was because I was younger and it would help me react better. Sure. Well, rather I feel like than he, just yeah. reading lines. I did a lot of sessions by myself, but since I sang all the songs in, in the movies, uh, you know, that Fievel saying, I, yeah. I recorded all of those with the other people, which was super fun. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be helpful too, because I feel like you only hear now that a whole movie will be filmed and an actor will say they never met any of their co star Like they never even yeah. saw them. They it's were never common. together. Yeah. yeah super. Would the musicians be in there with you or would they pre-record their music? They were pre-recorded. I remember on the songs, it was me and Christopher Plummer. We did Never Say Never. And then it was uh, me and Betsy Cathcart, I think, saying for somewhere out there, the for Tanya was a different uh, girl saying. Yeah. And then Amy Green, I think, was the voice of Tanya. And then uh, Don DeLuise and I uh, sang duo together. Okay. Oh, that's so, that's great that you were together. I think that that would really add to it. It was. It was. He was. I mean, he was the best. Him and I did a ton of work together because we did the movies, we did the series together, we did kids albums. And then we did a whole nother movie for Don Bluth called The Troll in Central Park together. Love The Troll in Central Park. <laughs> That's you, a great movie. You're the only movie. person that even knows what it is. Really? Oh, okay, me and my cousins have your back. We used to watch it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, you know, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was just like one of those bad weekends that it just came out. Like, as I ask people all the time and, you know, you're at a show or something and someone will mention it, they'll see it on my table or something. Uh, but like most people don't know it. I'm like, it's a really cute movie. Oh, uh, it's so cute. I, I know we had it on VHS. Yeah, it exists. You could probably get it on DVD somewhere on Amazon or something, but yeah, probably now. Rare. Yeah. It's rare. It's very hard to find. Really? Yeah. It's not, it's not common. I don't remember who released it. I thought it was, it might've been Fox. I don't know if it was Universal or Fox. I can't even remember at the time. Yeah. Huh. I was so happy to work with Don called me and asked if I knew it. And I said, sure. You know, it was, yeah. Got to play like a little jerk bully kid. And it was fun. <laughs> That's so fun. <laughs>
Yeah. Do you remember? Okay. So since you said that the first one was so successful, was it pretty quick after that came out that they were going to do a sequel? Not really. Cause we, well, it came out in 86 and I want to say it was five years before. Oh yeah. Cause I guess the next one was, I think 91 or 92. 91. So I want to say they waited a good three and a half years, but it was a different group. So it was still Spielberg, but it wasn't Don. Uh, we started in London actually. So it was the same guy, Robert Watts, who produced like Roger Rabbit. And so we started at Pinewood in London is where we started that one with these two directors, Phil Nibblink and Simon Wells. And then we finished in LA, but um, yeah, it was a totally different group. It was different. I guess they did all the animation over there in London. Oh, interesting. Uh, it was pretty cool though, because, you know, like I didn't know I wasn't as savvy, but getting to work with Jimmy Stewart was pretty rad. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. The last movie he actually ended up doing before he passed away. Wow. It was kind of cool. That's kinda crazy. Cool. I know that guy. <laughs> I should say though, for whatever reason, that's happened a few times with me. So I may be bad luck. Oh no, you're cursed. Oh, no. <laughs> it's happened like three times. Oh, oh no, gosh. not, no. Oh, <laughs> terrible. Like, oh no. Last movie uh, was Five Ago's West. I did a movie no. called Paul Junkies. Uh-huh. Uh, great movie to watch. Super fun. That was Rod Steiger's last movie. And then I produced this uh, horror movie called The Resurrection, and it was Michael Clark Duncan's last movie. So I'm, no. I'm okay. okay. Yeah, you're, you know, your <laughs> track record's not great. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to let that part get out so people don't shy away from you. Or we may gonna... want to delete that. Last We're going to just cut that out. No one's going to know. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, it's uh, it's kind of weird, actually, now yeah. that I think about it. <laughs> well, you had mentioned a bit earlier in the episode that you did a, you appeared in a lot of sitcoms. You mentioned Full House. We, yes. You were in Boy Meets World. Did you have a favorite that you guest starred in out of the multiple ones you were in? I mean, right now, because of everything that just happened, it's probably Full House because I played Bob Saget as a kid. I yeah. Was, yeah. So, you know, I've gotten a lot of, you know, nostalgia you know, I didn't know Bob very well. We had met several times um, after and through the years. Um, my, a lot of my friends were close with him, but, you know, that's, it was cool to be part of that. And I played mm -hmm. him. I played young Danny Tanner and there was only one episode they did where they flashback to when they were kids. So mm -hmm. it's kind of neat, I guess, to be part of that. So that's going to be there. And they play that thing all the time. Like, oh, it's yeah. everywhere. And then when Fuller House came out, then everyone started rewatching Full House again. You got it. Um, that was super fun. I enjoyed that. I mean, golly, I have to think. I did a lot of guest stars or like two, three episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, Boy Meets World was a fun episode to do. And Ben and I were good friends. So that was uh, that was kind of fun to get to work together. Oh, that's oh cool. cool. Um, I, did, I did a few of Sabrina the Teen Witch. That was pretty cool. Um, trying to think of voiceover wise was a sort of a different story i think at one point in time i was on five different cartoon tv shows at the same time. <laughs> so wow. no wonder you only made 30 days of school yeah, yeah. I, I literally was doing like i i did like uh some episodes of tiny tunes like several episodes of that uh because i was little speedy gonzalez it was like pedro the mouse oh uh, fun doing pound puppies at the same time of doing a show called creepy crawlers <laughs> Mm -hmm. um and i was doing prince valiant and this is all stadium and then fievel's american tales all yeah and i was like i literally did record the show like every day oh, oh my gosh. gosh it was uh, it was wild for a while 
<laughs> would you ever mix up your voices and actually do the wrong character with all of the different ones at once? No, it's kind of funny. Uh, the only one that was kind of different, it was always different textures in my voice was the Pedro Gonzalez because mm. it was uh, sort of a Spanish accent. Yeah. Or my version thereof. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think everything else was pretty, pretty standard, you know, my voice had this kind of like kind of squeaky feature and that's probably what was attracted to five one. Sadly for my social life that stayed like that till I was 16 years old. So, <laughs> you know, it's not really cool. You can't to escape it. Like, so you want to <laughs> have a drink or whatever. Have dinner? Oh and my God. That's the best way to, to meet, meet young ladies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you got the voiceover work. So there's a positive. Listen, it definitely was a fantastic experience. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was cool. I mean, I think for me, the biggest, and not on the guest spot, my, my, probably my greatest, one of my greatest experiences, I should never say greatest, is I, I knew nothing about theater. Mm -hmm. And when I was, it was 1987 or 88, I got called by my agent they said they want to read you for some musical that's coming to los angeles oh you know, they asked who the voice of five was and i'm like oh, okay <laughs> so i went and auditioned and i ended up getting the part it was the third production ever of les mis wow ever watched for two years in los angeles at the schubert wow now caa's offices and that was the most tremendous one of the most tremendous experiences i mean i i literally did like maybe hit a thousand performances i can't even remember oh my gosh. my gosh theater is really wild a wild schedule every time that's the crazy yeah mm -hmm. he dies in every show so it was so weird um people would constantly come backstage i remember john lithgow came back after watching with his kids just to show them that i wasn't dead oh devastated that this little kid died and I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm fine. So it's kind of cool because I got to meet John Lithgow. But yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. Um, it was, it was tremendous. It was, that was a pretty cool experience. And I promise you in the two years I did it, every celebrity, no demand, came and saw that show in Los Angeles. That's really wow. cool. Yeah. Uh, and I only froze one time. Oh God. Okay. Hey, you know what? Out of a thousand, that's really, that's good. That's really good record. Yeah. Listen, so I grew up a sports nut. I still am. It's 1988. The Dodgers had just won the World Series. And I'll never forget, I came out fourth row center. It's Earl Hershiser. Oh. And I literally forgot my line. Oh. I quickly got it. <laughs> Did back you recover? He literally froze. Oh, that's so scary. That's the, that's the World Series MVP. And he's literally four rows away from me right now. Wow. Because he's super tall. So it was pretty easy to spot. Stand yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's the only time. And I, I, I promise you, I, I don't even remember all the people that would come back, you know, they'd give them tours sometimes at the show. And sometimes I'd meet them. Sometimes my parents probably just wanted to get home. Sure. Yeah. We, lived, we lived there. I didn't go to school for two straight years, not one day because, because of liability. We literally had school there. We, we tried to do pee. There was, if you know, the century towers and yeah, there was tennis courts on the two smaller ones. So we'd play tennis as our PE <laughs> you know, to, to do something with the other kids. And yeah. That was my life every single day except Monday. That's oh my crazy. gosh. What a schedule. I'm jealous. Yeah, Tuesday, two shows Wednesday, one Thursday, one Friday, two Saturday, two Sunday. 
did you have an understudy too, or would you just do yeah, them all? Yeah, yeah, I, I did most of them. They, we, we would alternate as well, but like, I mean, I don't, I don't think the labor laws were his favor in the eighties. That's uh, yeah, they are now. So you probably couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no way. But yeah, we would rotate and stuff like that. So it wasn't I wasn't doing like ten shows a week or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it was it was a lot because you had to be there, be dressed, be ready every single show. Mm-hmm. Wow. You, we also saw that you worked on another movie that we love called Agent Cody Banks. Yes. What was your experience like working on that film? So that was after acting. That was on the production side. So I used to work uh, for a company called Splendid Pictures mm-hmm. who produced it in association with MGM. And I think, I don't know if they had a deal with MGM, I can't remember, but I was, I was a young production executive and that was like one of the first big movies I ever worked on as an executive. Oh, cool. It was pretty cool. I mean, it was pretty fun. It was, it was a huge movie. So yeah, know, definitely lower man on the totem pole. I think Dylan Sellers was the main producer on that show. Okay. okay. Pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Would you get to like go on set or were you more of like in an office somewhere? Yeah, I was on set most of the time, to be honest, uh, for that one. But, uh, but, but back and forth to the office, because my job would be usually when you're a production executive, you come in when there's a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you know, okay. that one didn't have too many issues that they needed. But I was like, I was super young when that, yeah. that was, uh, that one wasn't as uh, complicated as some of the other ones. When did you make the decision to go from on screen to then behind the scenes? So I, it was kind of at, like, so after hang time, I was, you know, I, I was a little burnt out. I was tired and I loved the show, but it was just like, you know, take the audience for a long time. Uh, I was young. There was other things I wanted to explore. And then I did like two movies. I think after that I did Pool Hall Junkies movie. Mm. And then I did this other movie that was, was pretty terrible. <laughs> it's, a, it's on the Sci-Fi channel if you can find it. What's uh, it called? Sabretooth. Okay. Okay. Like, here's the funniest part about the movie is literally it was like, I think John Reese davies was in it, maybe Vanessa Angel, but this guy that had never done any work before was the lead that I played like one of his, uh, I guess, camp guys that went camping with was uh josh holloway oh uh, yeah lawyer on lost right yeah, yeah. He, was, he was like literally the marble guy and then that was his first movie wow so, uh that kind of was interesting and like i'm like that guy like next thing i know this guy's like the biggest star in the world yeah uh, yeah but yeah he was on that so it was fun but i mean it was just silly i, I don't even know <laughs> if i had lines i'd worked for the director before he's like he's a british guy he's like philip just go be funny <laughs> like, okay your one direction <laughs> i like took my hair and i made it like a peanut butter color with like three different colors i put on like a weird tint of glasses and had an asthma inhaler and created this like, oh. erotic character that didn't like to camp okay that's cool though that you got to like come up with your own character yeah, yeah it was kind of like you know they had written something but he's just kind of just like just do your thing and i'm like okay why not? creative really cool. freedom yeah, it was, it was, that was kind of fun. I think after that, I realized, I said, I think I've hit an all-time low. I think, <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's time to, and I had been thinking about it, but I was newly married. Um, and then, you know, it was, it was just time. My yeah. wife was on a TV show at the time and we're just like, let's see if I can try doing something else. Cool. So yeah. 
Well, you were able at such a young age to be exposed to that whole environment anyway. So maybe something stuck from that as well. Yeah. I mean, I had been acting for, you know, 17, 18 years at this point. Yeah. Uh, I definitely had experience. I was grown up. I always tell people what I did from, you know, like, I feel like 14 to 20, most people do 20 to 30. Mm. That's so true. Worlds um, that was so, you know, adult for you know mm-hmm. a two-year-old kid i like so i was living on my own at 17. wow yeah and so it was pretty crazy in yeah. the oakwood <laughs> in oakwood <laughs> we do have to say we did love um hang time it was such a good show uh you oh know that God. was super super fun um i still talk to jay hernandez we still talk oh uh, cool uh, he's uh he's he's doing great him uh, you know he married the other lead of the show daniela ducher oh really yeah, so he married Julie, uh, which is really funny. Oh, that's so yeah. Julie in real life, they started dating the last season. So I, you know, I had a feeling that was going to happen. Saw it coming. Yeah, I saw it coming. So they were super cool. So I still see those guys every once in a while. Um, but it was just a fun show. Like I literally got. I, I used to joke about. It, I got paid to play basketball every week. Yeah, yeah. Which is pretty cool. Uh, it was pretty fun, and plus it was a nine foot hoop. And the three-pointer line was like, like probably a little bit better than free throw. So I look like a superstar. Oh, that, that's, <laughs> that's great. Oh yeah. my God. Every shot, you guys look like NBA stars. It's all the angles. <laughs> all the angles. Also, pretty much every single sitcom you've been on has a killer theme song. Yes. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. You're, you know, you're not wrong. And I sang one of them. I actually sang one of those songs. Did I you? Wasn't on the show, but I sang the theme song for Step by Step. Wow. Oh, really? Like, it's like the, the people, and then there's like two kids that sing the chorus. Yeah. My voice and a little girl's voice. Oh, oh no that's way. So cool. yeah, so that one was pretty cool. I, I sang a couple theme songs. I did another one for Creepy Crawlers, is me too. Oh, really? It's like a rap theme song. Oh. I've got, I have to YouTube that now. It's pretty, it was good. It was like, we did like two seasons. It was on CBS, I think. Uh, it was cool. I mean, the toy was really big, obviously. So they made it off of the toy. Yeah. It was like this kid who's like had it, and like it went wrong. So all these monsters turned into real life. They had to like keep them contained. Okay. So it was fun. I enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. So then you stopped acting and then you said Agent Cody Banks was your first one then. No, my first one actually that I ever worked on was called Narc with Ray Liotta and Jason Patrick. It was Joe Carnahan's first movie as director. And then the Cody Banks happened and everything happened and we kind of just went from there. Yeah, because then you also were on uh, The Illusionist, right? (laughs) Correct. I was consulting for, uh, I think, the Yari Film Group at that time. That movie, if I remember correctly. And I remember being at Prague. And I went to set and I had ran into one of the stars who was Jessica Beale, who was another person that I met from living in the Oakwoods. Oh my God. We hadn't seen each other probably since then, uh, since the Oakwoods. And it was great to just kind of catch up and see how everything's going on in everyone's lives. But that was kind of funny because I literally hadn't seen her in probably 15 years, something like wow. that. Wow. It all comes back to the Oakwoods. Everything, everything comes back. Can't run away from it. And so this is, this is out of our time frame, but we both love Dolly Parton and we okay. saw that you were executive producer <laughs> on Christmas at Dollywood. I did. You know what? I got to tell you something. I had a blast 
I don't oh, really? care. Every guy doesn't want to admit it. I love watching those Hallmark movies. My wife and I <laughs> watch too. them. I cry on every one of them. And <laughs> making one was even more fun. Uh, oh, that's literally the perfect answer that we interview. wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah, and I, Dolly Parton was like, like a top five of one of my favorite people to work with. Oh, she was that's amazing. Awesome. We didn't spend a tremendous amount of time together, but her team, she was everything that you imagine that she would be like is what she's like in real life. She's fantastic. Oh, thank God. You love to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Made our day. <laughs> she was great. She was so much fun. Oh, that's awesome. And then we saw that you had a couple things upcoming on IMDb. Is there anything you're like allowed to tell us about or talk about? Yeah, we just finished shooting a movie called Camp Hideout. Uh, really fun kids movie um, that stars Corbin Blue um, from High School Musical, Amanda Lighton from The Fosters and This Is Us, and Christopher Lloyd. Oh, wow. awesome. Okay, that's an amazing it's a cast. great cast. Yeah, really fun, great kids movie. We literally just finished filming that in December. Um, okay. And then next for me is a movie called Paradise Found, which we start prepping in about a month which okay. is based on a true story, a book by Bill, Bill Plaschke that I'm producing with Mark Charty, who's done like every great sports movie you've ever seen from Miracle to Invincible, The Rookie, uh, um, what else, Chappaquiddick. He's literally, look at his resume, he's done everything. Wow. And this is a true story about the Paradise Fires in California, if you remember from a few years ago. Okay. Yeah. And Bill Plaschke, who's a famous sports writer, wrote a book about this coach, Rick Prince, I was the coach of the Paradise football team and sort of how that all happened and everything. I don't want to give away too much, but went on sure. there. But it's a pretty fantastic story. And uh, the guy we're talking to right now uh, to play Rick Prince is awesome. Uh, oh, that's great. We so, can't yeah. wait. We're yeah. going to keep an eye out for that. That <laughs> yeah. sounds really great. It's a great story. Great movie. Um, super, we're super excited about it. Oh, that's awesome. amazing. Thank you so much. You are welcome. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Yeah, we oh, really appreciate you. it. My pleasure. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Okay, again, we are not sponsored by the Oakwood Apartments, but <laughs> if listening to this interview, you were like, I'm really tempted to see what the Oakwood Apartments are. I don't know if they still do it because it's been about a two, since before COVID that my mom would do this, but it used to be cheaper than a hotel as long as you did a three-night minimum. If they had any of their apartments that weren't currently rented out for the month, you can stay there. Yes. Do three nights. They have, I, when I lived there, I lived there for like two years or so. And our, our apartment did not come furnished, but they have furnished ones. So it can be also used like a hotel, mm -hmm. but I hope man, they still do that. I know. Cause it's now Ava, Ava it's, mm -hmm. that's the new name, AVA. So it's not called the Oakwoods anymore. It was, it's owned by a new company. I think. I remember last time we were there <laughs> so much info about the Oakwoods. <laughs> last time we were there, it was weird. So the furnished apartments were ran by one company and the unfurnished mm. were ran by a different one. There's a lot going on there. It's a very interesting place. They have a building place. for every letter of the alphabet, A to Z. They do. I lived in W. I lived in U. Oh my God. That's close. You're close to each yeah, other. We were almost neighbors, except I was only there for a few months. But we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Philip had so many great stories to tell about because he's he's been on so many shows. So many shows. I also love that him and Mars, Jason Marsden are friends. Yeah, I know. If you haven't listened to that episode, you can go back and find it. We had Jason Marsden on last year. 
It was during, definitely during the pandemic. It was during 2021. Yeah. If you don't know of him, he was the voice of Max Goo from a Goofy movie mm-hmm. and Bangs from Hocus Pocus. Speaking of Hocus Pocus, they've wrapped up filming. Oh my god. This is normally something we would have thrown in the beginning, but... It sometimes this happens. We'll just mention something and then we remember some news. Yeah, I saw Doug Jones made a post and he's the one who's the the like zombie guy who comes up and cuts his mouth open, you know? Billy. Billy, yeah. Yes, Billy. I mean, we always say this about a reboot, a sequel, anything along those lines that you just got to go into it with an open mind and enjoy mm-hmm. the like reminiscing on something you haven't watched fresh or haven't caught up on that story in a lot of years. Mm-hmm. It's, it's never going to be as good. Yeah. It's going to be a different movie though. And yeah. that's okay. It really is just the year of the sequel. It's the year of the sequel. <laughs> uh, where's Xenon? Where's Xenon when you need her? Xenon. The- that was so catchy that they called it the sequel. And then Xenon Z3, not as catchy, but still great. Oh my God. still great. We love, we love all of it. And you know who else we love? Philip. We do. And we, we hope you Phillip. love Philip. Yes. Make sure to check him out. He's on Instagram. Just it's his name. He's official Philip Glasser and that's P-H-I-L-L-I-P-G-L-A-S-S-E-R. Give him a follow. His second post from the most recent ones is of an American tale. It's of the cover. Look how cute the little mouse is. Bifle. Bifle is honestly adorable. Look at him with his backpack. He's ready to take on the world. And yeah, also make sure to follow him because he had mentioned, as you heard, he has some upcoming projects and I'm assuming that that will be where he's going to be posting about them. Yes. Make sure to give him a follow. And while you're at it, you can give us a follow if you want. We're on Instagram at BTTB podcast. We're on Facebook, Back to the Best, Twitter, BTTV Podcast, TikTok, Back to the Best. So it's either that, it's either BTTV Podcast or Back to the Best. You can find us pretty much anywhere. But if you just go to our website, which is www.bttvpodcast.com, everything is there for you. And also just a PSA, hang time. Public service announcement. A public service announcement. I was trying to stream hang time and I couldn't find it on any streaming service, but someone, I don't know who this person is, but put the entire show on YouTube. Just go oh, search yeah. on YouTube for hang time and they're all there. God bless people that do that. Cause there are some shows like that or movies that you can't find anymore. But and then there. they might not, they might not be the best quality, but we just, can let it go. Yeah. Uh, let it go. Still, just go listen to that theme song. Yes. Who doesn't miss a theme song? We always do. And thank you all for tuning in. Philip, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us. We absolutely loved it. And we hope you enjoyed the episode if you listened to it this far. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Uh, We have another great guest coming up next week. So make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to this. Leave us a rating if you feel so inclined. But yeah, make sure you subscribe so you get that notification whenever we post our new episode next Thursday. And uh Tune in then. Yeah. Where we, <laughs> where we are going to keep taking you. Also, make sure to wish David a happy birthday. If you want to give him a birthday gift, give us a five star rating for that his would, birthday. That would be the best. That would be gift. David has requested that as his birthday gift, a yes. five star rating. Leave us a really fun review and make sure to listen next week. Back to the best. Goodbye. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs>